You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Chris Motes. And thank you for joining us this morning. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We're coming at you from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. More specifically, the South Dakota Catholic Conference office. My digs. Your digs. Beautiful digs. Yeah, it's it's nice. They gave you a, a corner, you know, put all your stuff in here. It's, it's kind of funny because this has been a number of different things uh, through the years. And when I first moved in here, people would pop their head in and say, oh, I thought this was the, apparently it used to be the worship office. And oh. I said, yeah, I'm just sitting in here. I'm worshiping all day long. <laughs> God, you're so good. <laughs> you're awesome. That's well, all I do. I get yeah, paid. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for co-hosting with me today, Chris. So happy to be here. Happy to. I'm happy, happy to that we're co-hosting today together. Yeah. Last time we co-hosted, you were over the phone. Yeah, that's right. Uh, my this, When was it? April, maybe? Yeah. Or May? And my wife had uh, gotten a COVID test, was a little under the weather, ended up being negative, but we hadn't gotten the results back yet. Yeah, so, so at the last minute, I like called you and Eli <laughs> and said, hey, can I do this from home? And Eli, he's like a magician. He figured it out. <laughs> he's like, sure. Uh, it was a little clunky, though. We weren't face-to-face. It's hard to be like, conversational. Yeah. but yeah. It yeah. worked. It yeah. totally worked. Well, I'm excited today because this, this show was actually your idea, Chris. Yeah. And you... Um, and along with Dale, kind of pulled together some of our guests today because today is a big conference in our state. Right. It's the South Dakota Right to Life Conference. So that's happening tonight, and people are welcome to join for free tonight if you want to come and listen to some great speakers. But we're going to be talking with Shane. Good morning, Shane. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Happy to be here. So, Shane, tell us why we might have brought you in. I'm still wondering that myself. <laughs> um, I am the president of the Sioux Falls Area Right to Life, and we're the host chapter for the convention this weekend. Um, and we, you know, do the Life Chain event. Last year, we took that over, and we've just tied that into a great celebration of life uh, event for this weekend. I'm also on the board for the South Dakota Right to Life, so I think that's those two factors are what got me in here today. One question that I have for you, and it's. I, I know it's not written down on this piece of paper, but I think you'll be all right. One question I have is there seems to be a lot of activities that go on when it comes to pro-life movements. So like 40 Days for Life, yeah. um, you have the life chain, uh, Catholic Church has the rosaries for life. How much of that does the Sioux Falls area South Right to Life office cover all of that? Or how does that all work? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, when we got together a small group of people um, and tried to decide if we should form because there wasn't a chapter here. But one of the things, we, you know, it was kind of one of those things, let's get together and, well, what are we going to do? And our hopes were to try and become kind of a, a bridge to any group or any organization in the area, come alongside them, support them, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, sometimes there's, there's dissension maybe on this topic a little bit and where there could be benefit if there was unity. Mm-hmm. So we're very blessed in that we have people from those organizations and many others that are uh, also a part of our chapter. So right. we've been, you know, not necessarily by design, but by hope and prayer, we, we hoped that we could work with everybody that had a common um, ideology, and that is the protection of human life. So it's yeah. worked well. Well, and, and I want to mention, too, that uh, 
Shane, you're not, you're not a Catholic man. We are on Catholic radio right now. You're sitting mm-hmm. in the Catholic conference office, but you mentioned this word unity. Mm-hmm. And I got to say that just working, you know, having worked with Dale up in the legislature, um, other, other organizations that are not uh, Catholic, just what a great joy it is for me to have this expression of unity surrounding just the profound truth that all human, all human life is sacred from the very moment of conception. And just like what a, um, what a heartwarming thing that has been for me to like sort of rally in unity around this truth. So I really commend, uh, I commend that insight of like the need for unity and, and wanting to be this bridge. Just bravo. That's, that's great. Well, thank you. We purposely tried to be naive <laughs> in some degrees about if there was going to be difference of um, some forms of ideology or what have you. But, you know, we knew that um, there is a commonality too that could Amen. bridge that unity. Amen. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm a native South Dakotan. Um, lived in South Dakota all my life, well, at least since the age of four. Uh, spent some time, in, as we were discussing before the <laughs> yeah. show, in West Rapid, and we grew up or lived multi, you know, just a couple blocks from each other, yeah. ironically. <laughs> um, but I've spent my entire life here. Um, I'm married. I have three children. Um, one is a recent graduate and, and she's teaching. I have one that just started out in Rapid City at the School of Mines, and I have a middle schooler here in uh, Sioux Falls. Uh, small business owner. I have a couple businesses that I operate with some partners. And uh, my wife is an accountant or um, analyst, actually, for a medical sp- uh, company here in Sioux Falls. And then, as I mentioned, I'm, you know, of the last two years, just trying to focus some effort and time into involvement um, around the, the cause of right to life. So, um, with, a, again, a group of people, we started the Sioux Falls area, or restarted, because there had been a chapter, but it was mm-hmm. dormant. And um, I've been fortunate enough to have been asked to participate and be a member of the South Dakota Right to Life Board. So, so how did you first get involved with the pro-life movement? You know, um, that's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm sure like, like faith, um, everybody has their own story, whether they grew up in a faith-built home or they were um, later in life. And I was thinking back to myself, you know, there was never any... Um, um, modeling in my home that said that we are pro-life or, or pro-choice for that matter. And it just seemed, um, I don't know when the, the, the logic of it or the um, spirit of it, it just seemed always like, well, of course you wouldn't want to kill babies. You know, it just mm-hmm. didn't seem um, that that would be a position that you'd want to take in life. Um, in my later years, adult beginning adult years, it was something that became... You know, one of those things that you see something on TV and you yell at the TV type of thing. Well, that's just, you know, stupid. That doesn't make sense. And, mm-hmm. But I wasn't really active, per se. Didn't do anything to get any involvement. Probably never had any discussion with people too often. Never interacted with um, any groups or organizations. Um, as you mentioned, you know, growing up non-Catholic, but I can't think, um, interestingly enough, anywhere in my life where I heard it um, preached from a pulpit on a position, which... You know, in itself, that's a whole other topic. But right. um, to be honest with you, the the pivotal point for me came something around, you know, the 2016 election and more specifically the Project Veritas videos that started coming out and kind of exposing the inner workings and the backside of what most of us now in the pro-life um, cause know and understand that what Planned Parenthood really is doing. It's mm-hmm. not a group or an organization really designed for women's health. It is it's to promote almost 
militantly, the, if I could use that term, you know, the abortion and a death culture. So when the Project Veritas videos came out and I started seeing that, I can remember just specifically saying, I got to do something. This is just not right. And it started a little bit of a search or a journey for how to get involved because I'd had no real connection. Um, and then the real proverbial straw that broke for me, that broke the camel's back, which is just two years ago, um, I saw an interview with, with uh, Chelsea Clinton. And she was talking, and I remember specifically in this interview, about um, the benefits or the value that abortion has helped in our society. And she specifically monetized it and said, you know, it's kept women in the workforce, which has created, I don't remember the, now, but the number now, but say it was $60 trillion or, dollars or something. And I said, that's it. We can't mm-hmm. monetize um, the death of innocent babies. And I felt that she was speaking specifically to my daughter, to that age group. Mm-hmm. Now, my daughter's a devout Christian, She's and so I wasn't worried about her, but I was just thinking of that age, and I have to be a counter voice in some way. So it just prompted me to literally go online and start looking for something. I was very fortunate. Um, I found a group over in Hartford Humboldt that had a chapter. It Ironically, it was right before the, their state convention that they were hosting, and so I reached out to Lisa and, and uh, asked her if... Uh, I could come, and she says, yeah, we're planning the convention. There's probably not much to do. But but there we uh, met some like-minded people in the Cutchells, and we said, you know, Sioux Falls needs something, and let's kind of explore it. And and we got together in their home. Uh, interesting enough, 12 people showed up around a table. Hmm. You know, there's a significance to that number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the impetus to our, our beginnings. And that was just a couple of years ago. And as you've mentioned, kind of wanting to be this bridge of unity, there's been a lot of stuff happening pro-life related in Sioux Falls for some time. But to have a chapter here is a really powerful thing. And Mm -hmm. just um, what a a great thing that the Lord has put this on your heart to really work, to to work for the chapter here. Sioux Falls uh, having its own chapter. Can you just tell us what are some of the things I... And I know it's only been a couple of years now, but what are some of the things that the chapter does throughout the year? Well, you know, because we are a young chapter, um, uh, per se, you know, we really uh, stand on the shoulders of a lot of people that have come before us. And many of these organizations that you mentioned and, and others, we lean on um, and we have good counsel. Dale has been an absolute blessing to the state and specifically our chapter. We probably wouldn't be here. We definitely wouldn't be at the place that we are without the South Dakota Right to Life um, guiding us and, and um, laying the groundwork, um, go, going to Dale on, on a regular basis and, and many of the other people involved in South Dakota and saying, what do we do next? How do we do this? Um, but it's been a blessing, those, uh, not necessarily by design, but by hope. Some of those other organizations bring... Again, we stand on their shoulders because we have members in the chapter that have spent years and years and decades uh, for this cause. Mm. And so they're a part of our chapter, so we benefit from that. But in those first days, you know, er, um, we were trying to decide what to do. And again, we thought, well, if we could just be kind of a hub to bring some of these spokes together in some way, shape, or form, whether that's lending support or manpower or um, promotion of what the events that they're doing in some way, um, we really wanted to take a pers- uh, position of education as well because we just felt that there is so much miseducation, mm. you know, from the from the basic, um, you know, right now there's a billboard out around town that says um, uh, abortion is good. Abortion is good. And that's, again, back to that thing of what some someone is trying to educate others um, a lie. 
So we wanted to try and educate, bring awareness to things, and then support life and advocate in some way. And one of our first things that we did, well, we meet monthly, you know, as an organization, as a group. But one of the early um, things that we did was an outreach program where we started putting up billboards. And it's one of those things that we just... um, not necessarily designed, but what can we do? And somebody brought forth an idea, and then we were very fortunate to find a way to do it that was um, budget conscious mm-hmm. and didn't know the impact that we think we have with that now. But to date, we've put up um, just over 30 billboards wow. in and around Sioux Falls wow. and on the interstates. Um, they stay up for a, a period of a month, in some cases a year, depending on kind of the nature of things. But um, in tracking the data on that, it shows that um, we have a little over 20 million impressions to passerbys to the commuters and, and people within the community that are uh, seeing a pro-life positive message. We take it from that standpoint to try and educate. And if you've seen some of our billboards, it might be um, something that says, I'm a looker. And then it talks about eye development at 12 weeks and yeah. a picture of a beautiful baby on it. Those and, are wonderful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So we're hoping that those... You know, if we can leave impressions, positive impressions in especially the youth and help educate them that, no, this is not a lump of cells at this point. There's actually a developing baby that uh, we talked to it from the point of conception as well, you know, um, all those different aspects. So that's uh, something we've been very, very active in. Last year, we adopted the the, um, um, life chain event. And as Dale had mentioned in his his talk, we were excited to see. I know many, 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 many of the Catholic churches participate. I think this year we have 40 um, different churches that come out and line 41st Street. I just love that. I love the look of it. When you drive down and you're just like, yeah, Yeah. the whole way. It's impressive. So impressive. Yeah, last year I drove it back and forth and it was (laughs) just to to see and such, you know. But that event has been going on for years and years, Mm -hmm. so we didn't, you know, conceive the idea, but we just took it on as far as how to support it and promote it. Wonderful. Well, we're going to take a really quick break here with Shane, and then when we come back, we have um, more questions for Shane and how we can be more involved in the South Dakota or the Sioux Falls area, Right to Life. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Chris Motes. And you're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Mount Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. We will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible. And we hope the future brings you here, close to home, at mountmarty.edu. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. 
There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. As a working Catholic professional, your needs and priorities for returning to college don't match a traditional campus experience. That's why the University of Mary has created a portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online graduate programs that are sure to align with today's needs. Advance your skills while strengthening your faith at the University of Mary. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Chris Motes. And thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, We're broadcasting today from the South Dakota Catholic Conference office. I always feel like I should call it something else. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it is an office. Yeah, I guess it it is. And it's pretty comfortable in here. I think they maybe just kicked on the boiler yesterday. Hey. And for me, I'm living large. Well, I know. October 1st, (laughs) I try and make it to November at home if I can, but (laughs) I have a wife and little children, so we don't always pay the bill over here. Well, thanks for joining us today. We've had some great guests, and we're actually going to do kind of a roundtable discussion. We're bringing Dale back in. He is the executive director of the South Dakota Right to Life office. And then Shane is joining us. He is the chapter president for the Sioux Falls area, Right to Life, and then Chris Motes. And so I'm the only female sitting in this room, and our discussion today is about Right to Life. And so I find it really fantastic and interesting that I'm the only woman sitting in here talking about what some people call a woman's issue. So as a man, I've heard a lot of men say, I don't have the right. It's not my body. What right do I have? Can we unpack that a little bit this morning for those that might feel that way? Dale, you want to go? Sure. I I find it very interesting that uh, when we speak about life, that uh, we would only consider it to be uh, a one-sex situation, whereas life happens because of two sexes, the male and the female, mm-hmm. and the, the unity that is involved there. South Dakota Right to Life, my board of directors, I have 20. Isn't it interesting that 10 of them are women, 10 of them are men? It just happened that way. Hmm. Uh, we have on our display, whenever I set up our display across the state, I have a sign on the display that simply reads, South Dakota Right to Life, pro-woman, pro-child, pro-life. Mm-hmm. The same time, we totally understand that uh, the men have a, uh, have a huge responsibility, a huge part of this life-giving uh, uh, blessing. Mm-hmm. And so men have a responsibility built right in. As we are concerned about about the mother, about the women, and keeping them safe from the harm of abortion mm-hmm. and uh, all that surrounds that, we also recognize that we must pull we must pull in the men and um, really advocate for them and um, stress the importance of their responsibility yes. in this life giving uh, endeavor. Yeah. Well, I love that word responsibility, too. It, it kind of reminds me of when I, um, before I went to law school, I was in the, in the service. I was in the Marines. And every Friday afternoon, we'd be done for the week. And the guys would be, like, ready to go out in town and kind of um, 
I don't know what they would do, but they were kind of <laughs> going down and there were a lot of leaders that would kind of give, they called it a safety brief. And one of the things they would say would be, no, don't get anybody pregnant this weekend. And I, I couldn't say that. What I always said to them was treat women with respect mm-hmm. and be a responsible man, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that just to bring this word responsibility into it, when we talk about what it is to be a man, what it is to, to be a father, um, yeah, this word responsibility, I think, is really, really important. I think we need to continually remember that uh, th- there are two, uh, there are three p- individuals hurt by the act of abortion. Mm-hmm. There's the baby whose life is lost, who is paramount in this situation, the hurt of the mother, uh, the woman involved, and the hurt of a father, oftentimes yeah. that um, has very little say yes. in the situation, but so much at stake in the in the situation. So we advocate for the family unit. Absolutely. And, and I would add, if you, if you um, truly believe that life begins at conception, then at that point, it's as much, you could say responsibility, um, you could say the care um, the, of that father. If that life began at that point, just because of its location, if, if I could be so bold, mm-hmm. doesn't take away the investment of the heart and spirit of the, the male person in that role. Uh, I think it's undermined sometimes by its location. Right. Uh, you know, and, and with that, we've seen repeatedly the impact. It's under, underreported, if you will, or under because of the, the topic, but that impact that there is on the father when he has lost you know, a child, yeah. basically, and not being able to control that factor. Well, one thing too that I don't know, if, I think it gets lost in this narrative, this narrative of, you know, you don't, uh, what, what are you saying? Uh, you're, it's not your body. I think what gets lost is that there, there's actually, when it comes to a, a woman who's, who's pregnant and is, is faced with this really life-changing scenario, there's a lot of fear mm-hmm. in this scenario. And one of the, the elements of fear that can be present is, um, He's going to leave me. He doesn't want this. He's not going to. He's not going to care for this child. I'm going to be alone. I'm going to be alone. You know, in this mm-hmm. difficulty. Mm-hmm. So, which kind of brings us back to responsibility and and being mm-hmm. able to um, to accompany someone in fear is something that we all can do. Um, to to accompany somebody who is. It maybe one of the scariest situations they've ever been in their in their life is something that that we're all capable of, you know, man or woman. So yeah, well, and I worked at Catholic Family Services for many years, and and they did Rachel's Vineyard, which is to help women who've had abortions to heal. The part of it that I'd never thought about were the husbands or the, or the fathers of mm. these babies, but it also extended out to grandparents. Mm. They knew that their son and his girlfriend had an abortion, and so they felt great sorrow in that. So the abortion doesn't, isn't just between the mother and a child. It extends so much further than that. I, th- this last summer, uh, was able to uh, go to three fairs in South Dakota, one in Sioux Falls, one in Rapid City, and our state fair in Huron. Had a young man, his name, uh, in, in his um, mid to early 20s, his name was Dakota, so it kind of <laughs> stuck out to Perfect. me. So his name was Dakota, uh, from out of state, actually, uh, came by my booth. As he stood there in front of me, t- 
Tears filled his eyes as he shared with me, trembling, that his girlfriend had decided an abortion without telling him. And he said, I will never know my child. And I said, uh, you may know your child. Uh, what's your relationship with the Lord like? And that's where it begins. That's where the rubber hits the road. Mm. Our walk with our God. Beautiful. So we only have a few minutes left. Uh, Shane, can you, um, for those that are interested in joining the Sioux Falls Right to Life chapter, are they able? Are people able to join the Sioux Falls chapter? And what does that look like? Uh, absolutely. Well, we have, you know, it's a it's a volunteer organization. And we're always welcoming those that that uh, agree with, support, and want to promote um, life. Um, I'd recommend tonight if you're in this, you know, in the Sioux Falls area or want to make the drive in. Come to the event. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll all be there. We'll be wearing shirts, easily identifiable. Um, Sunday, you know, come to Life Chain. Saturday's our convention, and if it's not convenient, if you're out of town or something, we do have our first our next chapter meeting on October 26th. So that's at 5109 South Rolling Green Drive. You can also visit visit us at our website, which is Sioux Falls Area Right to Life dot com. We post information there, and we also have a Facebook page, okay. our upcoming events, meetings, and such, and how to get active. So we're looking for people that want to come alongside us and, and help in some way at okay. any time. Very good. And maybe just to kind of to circle back on one thing mm-hmm. is that the convention this weekend, Dale had mentioned. There is going to be a sensitivity to COVID-19 for people that are, are maybe just joining us now and didn't hear that earlier. Right, right. Temperature checks before you walk in, uh, plenty of hand sanitizer and masks available, and, and masks are highly respected. Um, so just, just you know, anybody thinking about coming should know that there's a sensitivity to, yeah. uh, to this illness. Well, it sounds so. like it's a very large meeting space, so plenty of room yes. to spread out. Mm-hmm. And um, so you're expecting how many folks coming tonight? Well, I would anticipate that we'll have maybe close to 200 wow. in attendance tonight. Which is a great attendance for the middle oh, of Oh, my COVID. goodness. We are, we are absolutely <laughs> thrilled with this. And um, so the sanctuary itself holds about 800. So there's okay. plenty of room for social distancing, large foyer, large vendor hall. Mm-hmm. So a lot, lot of space for people to, to space themselves out, and, but yet enjoy a celebration of life event. Wonderful. Well, any last thoughts before we let you guys go? So grateful to be uh, on with you here today and with your listening audience. This has been a real treat. And boy, God bless Real Presence Radio. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us, gentlemen. Yeah, and just keep up the great keep up the great work. It's it's just such a, as I've said repeatedly now, I'm just like gushing over it. <laughs> it's such a joy for me to be kind of like in the trenches with your organization at times. And really, this is such a profoundly important issue. Um, mm-hmm. It's certainly not the, the only uh, issue of importance that's affecting us as citizens, but it is, there's a, there is a real preeminence to it. Um, and it, it rightly deserves um, our full attention yeah. and, and, and prioritization. So absolutely, th- thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have Mo Irvine on. She is going to be with us and has a great story to share. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 